Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm Theo, and then um, Hi, Theo. my boyfriend Blarg, he's a co-host too. Hello. Yeah. Hello, Blarg. I'm the other Dirk. I'm the Dirk. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad. Like, I hit you up a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, oh, I wonder if you want to talk about um, like VR and stuff, what you're interested in on a random podcast. <laughs> and then giving a bunch. Yeah, of... that, that that yeah, that's awesome. I was like, yeah, totally. And it's just uh -huh. coincidentally, if any other weekend i mean i've been literally sitting home with this covid stuff like i haven't been anywhere so when you're like can you do saturday i'm like yeah no any any time oh, i'm yeah. good and then all of a sudden i had a couple friends from out of town and they're like oh hey we're in the area and then we started talking in my front yard and it turned into like a five hour thing and i i come into the house and i'm like oh crap i forgot about this <laughs> Oh, that, Any no, other what... situation, I would have been ready to go, but I was out in the front yard. No, that's okay. Sometimes I mean, the bullshit be real. I know. I, I totally get that feeling with coworkers sometimes. It's okay. We just fill the time with playing Among Us anyway. Oh, okay. um, yeah. <laughs> Backstabbing just, people. Just vote Theo out. It's okay. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, I mean, we can kick this show off proper. But Oh, wait, no, actually, before we do that, um, I just want to go over some things real quick. Uh, so as far as some housekeeping, um, this is a pretty open format show. You can swear. You can talk about anything you yourself feel comfortable talking about. Um, do you have anything, like, that you are uncomfortable being questioned about or anything? Um, I try not to keep it too personal, yeah. just things that you're interested no, I'm, in. I'm, I'm good. Hey, I could do talk about anything <laughs> oh, okay cool yeah it's always easy yeah. with the like we're all open books pretty much <laughs> i just um, have a strange phobia for uncooked potatoes so please don't talk anything about potatoes okay i'm uh <laughs> that might come up but so baked potatoes? damn it yeah no we'll make sure they're baked or mashed for you for your for your okay. comfort you stick them in a stew <laughs> i thought cats were afraid of um cucumbers wasn't it cucumbers or... Yes, yes, I I spoke with my well, therapist really... and I've gotten over what, that. What, what, <laughs> is, what if it's a really fat snake and it looks mm. like a potato? What if the snake ate a potato and then approached you? Oh, oh yeah, that, that's, that's... That would fall the into, mega into the fear yeah. factor. Yeah. <laughs> the mega fear. I know, furry the, fear factor. Yeah. The mega potato. Furry factor. That sounds a like a snake good eating a potato. Stay um... <laughs> Okay, cool. Um, actually, I hope I hit the right button. Let's let's kick off the intro. Uh, this might be a bit loud for you, so I apologize beforehand. Hello, guys. Uh, welcome to Tree Bark. This is episode twenty-three, uh, and we have a furry interview. I'm joined with Cooper Tom. So I'm your host, Theo, and I'm your co-host, Blarg. Uh, and I'm Cooper Tom. <laughs> The cat, yeah. So, um, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. And I, I thank you for having me. If I look at uh, your Twitter bio, real, really quick, like you wear a lot of hats, and <laughs> you are into car collecting or at least uh, remodeling. You're into cars in general. Um, you work in IT. Uh, you do a lot of stuff in VR. And like, is there anything else that you'd like to add to that? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I just, yeah, I'm in all sorts of stuff, cars, very IT stuff, I collect, you know, obscure old computers and electronics and synthesizers and yeah, so if it makes some noise or if it's got some wheels, I'm interested. <laughs> and you're also, yeah, you're also a fur, uh, fursuiter, YouTuber, um, and even into synthesizers too, so this is a lot of stuff that I would love to ask you about and get into, um, <laughs> Kind of the big one already that I've uh, caught word of you from was from your like experience and your videos uh, sharing 
um, your kind of like tours through different uh, virtual worlds and like you've even made some too for yourself. Uh, so could you talk a little bit about how like what got you into the VR space? Yeah, it, it, it's crazy how this all came together because, I mean, I, I was really interested, again, with, like, technology and all this other stuff. So I was a Kickstarter back when Oculus was even, before it even was owned by Facebook, I was on the thing. I had the dev kit, and I was playing around with virtual reality stuff for a while. And um, then I heard about VR chat, and I got involved with that back when it first came out. It was, like, 2017, 2018. Mm -hmm. But it was kind of like a like a free-for-all, like a Wild West kind of situation. There was, the UI was terrible, and it was just, and I was, I had the idea of, like, wow, I could find, like, other furries in VR chat. This would be amazing. And it just, it wasn't there. I mean, there were there were pockets of people that I'd run into, but mm -hmm. um, eventually I got kind of tired with it, and I moved on, and I started doing other things. But, but when like... this COVID stuff happened, and everyone was getting stuck in their house, I was like, let me hop back on VR chat, and that was back in March. And uh, I ran into a couple more people, and there was a significant larger user base. And I was like, oh, dude. So I started recording a couple of these you know, interactions with other furries in VR chat, and I started putting them on Twitter. And everyone was like, what is this? Oh, my God. I, what, <laughs> please tell me what this is. And I'm like, guys, it's, it's VR chat, the thing that's been around for like a couple of years now. Mm. And within that first month of posting videos in March, people were like coming to me and telling me like, oh my God, I bought a VR stuff because of you and I saw your videos. And I was like, I, I was like, oh, I thought like people knew about this stuff, but apparently like it was enlightening people as far as being a furry and being on VR chat. No, yeah, so it, it just kind of exactly. blew up from there. Yeah, like um, as you mentioned, with especially with the whole lockdown and everybody being uh, shut in for like the past half a year now already, um, yeah. The VR space has definitely been booming, but um, yeah, actually, so you were interested in VR from the very get-go then being an early adopter. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. What, what was like the inclination there? Was it just something that you thought you'd try? Because as far as my knowledge goes, like there wasn't really VR. It was mostly like kind of gimmicky 3D things at the time. And oh, yeah. Like, yeah. like Nintendo did a Virtual Boy like <laughs> super long ago. Oh, that, uh, yeah, that's that's like, like old. That was kind of 1980s. Honest, I, I to think. Be honest, it was kind of yeah. a little ahead of its time, but yeah, it was, it too, was too early. Yeah. So what what gave you like the idea like oh I'm gonna try this out and like uh, what was exciting about it? <laughs> uh, yeah. See, that's one of the things. Um, I was I was born in the early 80s and and growing up as a kid in the 90s like VR was something that was always promised to us. And as like kid and then mm -hmm. like when virtual boy was coming out and they're like, and all these things like Magnavox scuba and all these other, and they're like, these are the futures of virtual technology. And you, and then what we ended up getting was absolute crap. And I was so disappointed. <laughs> yeah. And I had this vision of virtual reality in my head since I was a kid. And then as soon as I caught wind of the, the guys at Oculus, working on a uh, this this headset that mm. will, you can have in your house. And even at the very beginning, the early things that I, I saw with Oculus, I was like, this is it. This is exactly what they've been promising, like telling us that we'd be getting in the 90s. But yeah. like these guys are actually doing it. So like I just jumped right on board and I was like, yes, yes, yes. And I ended up getting the dev kit and it was like, even back then you didn't have touch you didn't have hand controllers it was just like an xbox controller but like just to be like in this virtual room and be like look at this chair it looks like it's there you know so 
it was it was mind blowing stuff. So I was always like super interested in that stuff. And as soon as I I got word of it, I was I was all for it. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of like Tron, like seeing the movie and then <laughs> seeing what it actually like. What? I mean, yeah. Tron kind of kind of like made everybody just go, oh yes. Yeah, it's that's gotta a, be a thing. I'm gonna get laser beamed. It and sounds then I'm gonna <laughs> throw some discs. Yeah, it sounds like it, it, it had that same feeling that kind of ignited the fire for you. And um, and then so um, since you picked it back up though, uh, what was it like? Did, were you actually um in the furry fandom to begin with? Um, when you first adopted VR, or like what was the blend there with like having VR, getting into the community, or getting into like the furry VR community? Yeah, it. Uh, I mean, yeah, because I. I I knew I learned of the fandom in 1999, and at that time, the, what I found on the internet was kind of like I couldn't really jive with it because I was like, couldn't. There's nothing really relatable. I mean, I, mm. I liked it, like anthropomorphics, and I was like, all right, but I kind of lurked in the shadows, and I didn't get really involved <laughs> with the uh, fandom until about 2009, when it was oh, wow. more of this. Like- party atmosphere and like i was like oh my god the conventions are like these giant parties now and i'm like all right dude i gotta i gotta do this yeah so then i started getting involved with that and then when you know vr came aboard and then i learned i found out about vr chat and i was like oh dude like this can also be the same type of connection in the fan so like even not even just vr but like when you're like a furry you're always looking for some type of furry integration with anything because you're like, oh, I wonder if somebody else is interested in this or if there's yeah. something, you yeah. know, like furry, something furry related to anything you could you could throw at it. So as soon as it like VR chat was there, I was like, there's got to be other furries on there. I mean, there and there were there was the the hyena emporium or something like that, and it was oh, basically yeah, 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 yeah. just that that little tribal like hyena village thing with all the hyena. Like that was the furry part of vr chat back in like 2017 oh, and it's still there it's that, still pretty cool that yeah, ground zero? It's just as old as the way <laughs> oh yeah that's oh my god that, that that's when i started that's when way. i i hopped in that was at its peak yeah the whole uganda <laughs> knuckles thing and it was just like what the hell and it was just it was it was the wild west back then i caught wind of that around the same era where yeah that meme became exploded like cancer and also um, Pikapiti's Shiba Squad also became like really mm-hmm. um, popular as well, and I started noti- uh, noticing a lot more furs uh, adopting the model. Um, I think when it went public, it it just like spread like wildfire, and <laughs> it just it just became like these really cool like vlog style like VR experiences. And I see that's the way that you treat a lot of your videos too. When you find like this genuinely like cool new place that you're enjoying, and you're like, check this out with me, and I really. Yeah. I, I put it on when I start drawing or something, and it's like a really cool thing. Um, how, like, you even got into building your own worlds, too. I noticed, like, a while back you did a Mr. Uh, Mr. Rogers set, too. Um, yeah, yeah. What, were you into 3D uh, modeling or anything before this, or did the VR kickstart that as well? Yeah, it's it's really interesting because uh, I, I had this idea because i i like to be involved in trying things and all this other stuff but for some reason 3d anything 3d modeling i it was like this level that's so over my head i had like i'm like i don't even know i because i i played with blender once and 
at the time, I just mm. couldn't grasp what they were talking about. And there's like, there's too many settings. I'm like, I f forget it. I so, like in that position uh, but right it, it it's one of those things like you're always like talking to your friends and you're like, hey man, imagine if there was like a video game about this or they could make a game about that. And then, mm -hmm. and then when I started playing around with VR chat and it was like, they basically hand you the keys. They're like, here, go nuts, make whatever, whatever you want. It's such a so, sandbox, like, yeah. Yeah, I I was shocked. I was absolutely shocked. I was like, wait, what? You you can you can just get Unity for free and make whatever the hell you want with it. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I started poking around. I watched some YouTube videos, and it just everything just kind of came together. It, it, it's a lot scarier looking than it actually is. Like once you just if you just stick with it for like a couple of days, everything will just start making sense after a while. Oh, as far as like getting used to the tools and like this yeah. new software. Yeah, okay. I I definitely get that. Like that's the same way when I transferred from uh using uh Clip Studio and then I wanted to try out Photoshop and then now I'm full on Photoshop full time and I'm like way yeah. more fluid. So uh yeah like what what gave you the idea to just start making like uh sets from like shows and even like uh I think one of your recent largest one going on right now is the mall right nice outside yeah. by the way yeah it's really cool no we <laughs> thanks okay yeah like little anecdote um blarg and i's first virtual date was at your mall yeah because so, well, like i don't know they're, they're, it's kind of interesting seeing the remnants of like that the, art that like, era that era yeah. of decor yeah and then you know kind of growing up in there and just watching that transition away into like like more like trying to be open space like instead of like what malls are today like, yeah because yeah. like malls now seem to be like trying to have this like open feel with like having more very modern yeah just rip everything out make everything yeah. low maintenance but i i don't know when i stepped into that payless i i'll, I'll tell you <laughs> i have never felt more like seven years old I you should know. see the <laughs> well speaking of which you should see the new update he um, put a lot of things like if you jump onto the roof there's actually ac units up on the roof weirdly enough, i had I can't believe you actually put that out there. Oh, well, okay, okay. Um, before we get ahead of ourselves, uh, could you give us a rundown of the mall and, like, what you started with and then how it's progressed for you? Yeah. Uh, what more so, you the, like, it, yeah. I, I didn't plan on making the mall at all. Like, I, I, I started playing around with it with Unity and I made, like, the cursed birthday room and all this other stuff. And, <laughs> yeah, and then I, I was, like... I want to make something 80s. I don't know what it is, but I love 80s stuff. I love the way things look in the 80s. So mm. I was playing around on how to emulate neon. And I was like, how do I make something look like neon? So I was like making these rods and making them glow and then putting like light emissions on it. And then I was putting that up against different surfaces to see how it reflects. And I'm like, all right, that looks pretty cool. And then I, I was looking at it. I'm like, that looks like something that would be like in a mall. And then I made like a hallway and I just put a bunch of neon in it. And I was looking at it. I'm like, oh, that looks pretty cool. And then I, I figured out, I was like, well, I could probably make a mall really fast if I, like, make it in copy, like, pieces that I can copy. So then I made, like, mm -hmm. these modules of stores. So, like, one's, like, 8 meters by 12 meters. One's 10 meters by 12. So, like, there's three different size stores. And I made this, there were just boxes with no front on them. And I just, you could clip them together like Legos. And I made, like, to two wings of the mall and everything, like, within like two hours and i was like oh wow dude i just made this whole freaking thing but what didn't dawn on me as i was making it i was like after i put it all together i was like i have to put crap in these stores i'm like that alone is gonna yeah. be a job in itself for every store so like i had to like like 
break it down into like chunks where I was like, all right, I'm going to do this first. And then after I make those parts of that store, I can copy those parts and put them in other stores. So I don't have to like keep doing it over and over again. Oh. So as I started making more and more stores, I ended up like making my own like asset pack yeah. <laughs> that I could start populating the other store. So it kind of got, it's kind of snowballed and got quicker and quicker. But yeah, I had no intentions of making that. I was just was playing with neon and, and that caused me to make a mall. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I know. If you emit enough uh, photons at, I guess, Earth, but it'll emit a mall. <laughs> mall. <laughs> if, you make, if you make enough neon, a mall will come. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> and then the furries will come, yeah. Yeah, the furries will come and raid the... Raid oh, the that, was, that was funny with oh, the roof, gosh. though. I had no... I, as I was <laughs> making it, I'm like, I don't need to do anything with the roof. Like, you're not going to see the roof. And then the first night I made the mall public, instantly furries figured out how to get on the roof and they're, they're poking around. And I'm like, crap, now I have to make a roof now. And I had to put air conditioning units and textures up I there. Would, and To be honest, this, that was more extreme than I ever thought it would be. Cause yeah, it's fun to jump around because there is there is kind of Wait, jumping glitches. I haven't, I don't think I've been there since I think I saw yeah, you, haven't seen the outside. you edit there's, in a BK. There, I didn't see. There's the... literally a parking lot outside the door. Oh yeah, there's parking lot trees, everything. Oh <laughs> my god, okay, we have to go on our second date already then. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, if you want, we can go. Uh, and then we can jump I, I just on the added an, arc, an arcade, um, which was a, a joint effort with uh, Ness and Vin Vertigo. Oh. Um, so you yeah, have... the arcade was kind of a thorn, thorn in my side because everybody's like, you're going to put an arcade, right? And I'm like, yes, I'm going to put an arcade, but like, I'm going to have to make the arcade machines or something. And like, that was going to be a, like, a huge hurdle. Mm -hmm. And I, I had the sign up. It was empty. And I'm like, yeah, I got to do something with that. And then uh, Ness, I actually no Ness, like he used to live local by me and uh vin vertigo they make arcade machines like 3d models of arcade machines for fun so like they're just like oh hey you want our arcade machines we can put them in your i'm like yes please because that <laughs> that that's gonna save me and um yeah so the the arcade in there all these these weird um like furry arcade machines are in there now and they're all from Ness and vin and uh ante also gave me an arcade machine, so like, it, it's 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 cool because people are people are kind of con contributing like the stuff to me to put into the mall. Yeah, and it'll help you with so many more assets and so many mm -hmm. more like fun little details that go into like yeah this giant box that is the mall now that you've created like a platform. <laughs> um, was the like can you kind of illuminate me because as far as like the VR world and like the nitty gritty of like the technical side behind it, like can you just keep uploading to this? this uh same file in the vr space or is there an or is there a limit to what you can do in terms of like depth of like you have an arcade machine you have the model the model is running yeah. the game within a game like what is the depth there <laughs> it's a texture yeah it's it's, it's interesting because i i i had again when I, I was going into this thing blind so i had no idea from the get-go like how does any of this work so um, you you know with new unity you have uh, the, the VR chat SDK which is an like an import package that you import to unity and it just kind of plugs itself into unity and wires it up so like mm. whatever you make in unity can be uploaded to the VR chat servers and it does some stuff in the background to make sure that's compatible with with VR chat so on the back end you really don't need to know anything about virtual reality it, it handles all of that like you basically just have to make sure there's a spawn point for the guy to, for the player to come in, 
Mm-hmm. And that's that in, in collisions and stuff like that. So and it, it, it again, it's one of those that snowballing effect. Like you can start off really basic knowing nothing about it, but and still being able to make something that you can put in the VR chat. And then you can keep going deeper and deeper with like details yeah, I and love certain that. filters and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's 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 <laughs> I don't know what the limit is. I'm running into problems with lighting because. Um, to, is so that a to optimize the worlds, you have to bake the lights. So, like the computer has to calculate the way the light rays bounce off the walls uh-huh. and the shadows and like stuff. Again, I had no idea about, uh-huh. but um, and that takes a lot of processing power because it's got to make basically like an image map that kind of lays over all the shapes. And that's for and, like uh, um like the fidelity of like the quality of the light in the virtual space that you want people to render with their machines mm-hmm. or you can do like um, sort of like pre-baked light where things are just naturally illuminated in a specific way. Yeah, so there's there's three pieces to the lighting. There's the the light itself and then the light that it emits and like how bright the light is. Mm-hmm. And then there's also um reflection of the light, so the way the light bounces off so there's these things called reflection probes and light probes that you have to place. You don't, They're invisible. You don't see them in the world. But when you're building the world, you have to place these probes everywhere mm-hmm. people are going to be walking. So it calculates what the player is going to look like in that light. So as like you have like a purple light in like the corner of the on the left side of the room, and then you have like a pink light on the or you know a green light on the right side of the room. These light probes calculate when the player walks what color to change the mm-hmm. players like overlay with like so it's all it's it's nuts like stuff i never even you know thought about yeah and um, does this dip yeah into... so there's a lot of stuff going on that's already pre-rendered there's not a lot but there's there you can have also real-time lighting um but they don't really want you to do too much of that because that's what actually does the horsepower on the the player side is the real-time lighting because that's it's telling them okay their computer is going to have to figure out the shadows and all this other stuff. So you can only, you can get away with like one or two or three, but then uh, that's about it. Cause then you'll get out of control from there. Yeah. And does this dip into uh, what's known as like ray tracing? So mm-hmm. when you're actually like generating light, it's, it's naturally following these like algorithms to generate natural mm-hmm. light. So with baked, I... it's like, perp- it's, it's more of like, it's always stagnant. Yeah. And then, mm. like, when the character goes through it, it will calculate it out the character based on, like, whatever their character model is associated to, like, what emissions. And From their perspective. Yeah. But, like, with RTX, yeah. it's really different where it ends up um, based on, like, how reflective that person's skin may be and oh. then, like, all that stuff and then how that bounces around. And so it requires a different processing. Oh. Yeah, like, the ray tracing yeah. stuff is, like, a whole nother can of worms. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know if VR okay. has the capability to actually do RTX RTX. I know, cause no, I I was uh, looking at one of the worlds that you checked out. Um, that room that I think you were talking about, where you could you could just stare at this table and talk about it for like <laughs> an hour because of how yeah. beautiful it looked. And like I legit thought you were standing in front of a photo or something. Yeah. So, but then you could oh you could go sit on the couch or whatever or like there's you can go to the office and it was so, so crazy like it's being rendered so yeah seeing that in real time was mind-blowing because it's like this shows what like the future is like we are living in a simulation there's, there's no question <laughs> yeah. i mean you are living yeah, it, in a simulation when you're in vr 
it's it's interesting because yeah. even like if you look at it from a timeline standpoint we are at like the very beginning of this like what under, and it's still it's amazing under a decade under two decades well i mean even from like a like a user a consumer vr consumer standpoint mm -hmm. like we are at the very beginning because it was it like the first thing that came out was oculus and that was in 2015 so we're only like five years in <laughs> oh my god oh yeah and they just came out with the oculus 2 a more improved version mm -hmm. and it's wireless it's crazy they had the, the first oculuses they had the htc then they had index index yep. index and then you had the htc's uh they had like two other ones that came out like, there's like a lot of headsets out now and they like the new one's supposed to be the the G2 from HP and I know you can strap a PC to your back. That's going to be nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so I mean just to sort of like cap the VR cuz I I do want to get into a lot of other topics too with you, but like what for you what do you see the future of VR heading in? And then to even add on top of that as a second follow-up, like how do you see f the furry world melding with that too? Oh. Uh Unfortunately, uh, like, well, it, this unfortunate uh, thing that I think of will be a good thing. But I think if once uh, we get out of this COVID situation, mm -hmm. um, I think the user base is going to drop off and not not a, like, it's, it's, it's not going to be substantial, like a lot. But yeah. you're going to see, I think, a noticeable drop in the in the VR uh, furry community if you know, and when we get out of this uh, mm -hmm. pandemic situation. So, I mean, yeah, um, wouldn't you want to go to like cons yeah, that, again yeah, that, yeah. I'd be, <laughs> you know what i'll be totally happy <laughs> yeah if the user base drops i'll be fine with that <laughs> but now like yeah sorry to interrupt but like the, yeah the culture at least has been enriched for now yes it definitely gave it a boost it, it's because i you know what we have now is what i was looking for in 2017 with vr checks i'm like i i can't be the only guy here running around trying to find other people and you know yeah and now you, you log in and you're guaranteed to like boom you're gonna find somebody to hang out with and talk about furry stuff and you're good to go i might see it it might drop off a little bit but i could see it still hold a good portion of people yeah. especially when you know cons are still somewhat separated apart I mean, once you're done with this con, you'll just hop into another virtual convention at home. Maybe that'll ease the the post-con depression. There you go. Yeah. Actually, that's an interesting to think like to think about. Like, with VR now and people having having bought the headsets like, mm -hmm. after convention's over, people are gonna go back on and like follow up with everyone. You know, so oh, like, I, yeah, that could probably happen. I was mentioning this to Blarg like a couple of weeks ago or a month ago, but then it's like when when you do get cons again, bring your virtual set into the con room and then in the con, simulate the con and then go visit your virtual <laughs> friends in real life at the con. <laughs> it's interesting you mentioned that because I, I, when I first got the headset and like I was, yeah, VR, VR, VR. And, and people back then were like, what? Like, what are you talking about? And this is like 2015, 2014 because it was still like this far out there kind of thing and i was all about the vr and, and uh microsoft came out with the hololens or something like that mm -hmm. and i was like in the future there could be a possibility where you could wear a hololens go to a convention and then ha like on your badge you have like a qr code or something that oh. has your like a 3d yeah. rendered thing of your avatar and then it would superimpose your 3D furry character over your body in 3D I, real space too, right? in the convention, and you you wouldn't see the person; you'd see their character, you know, in real time being you know motion captured 
with the with the augmented reality mm -hmm. and they're like mm -hmm. it that could be a possibility like that there there's that's a proof of concept kind of thing that's like it's out there but it's it's we can do that <laughs> we, know? yeah you we know, are ready honest, i had that uh, like you had I'm that exact the, same idea yeah. yeah i'm like not the only one with that idea thankfully <laughs> yeah yeah it like right it's it's because like what we've what we have like yeah you could I, do that i think i think <laughs> yeah thing that's kind of waiting for a little bit is waiting for xr ar stuff to actually get mm -hmm. fully implemented so that we can get to that level of doing overlays yeah, something like maybe that's like can involve like the technology we have in a connect or something already. Like combine that with the like a HUD for your for like glasses or something. Yeah. I mean, the closest seen, people doing I, that I is Oculus. Um, fur. What was that? Fur's done that. Uh, fur on Twitter because he's he's also doing a lot of VR stuff and he has a motion capture thing um, hooked up with his VR headset and then he had a projector projecting oh, yeah, out the yeah, yeah. vr chat with like his character like almost like in uh like one-to-one -one scale of himself in the room oh. like <laughs> yeah i think wasn't wow. he dj setting too and one, yeah one he was point? djing with like his his vr avatar like behind him or something like that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. no I, I, that was a uh, oh my goodness which virtual con there was one of the virtual cons did that one of, not your not friends. virtual friends no no not virtual friends the one before that um did they host the dance comp or was that... there was a virtual anthrocon oh yeah there was uh, ac yeah not them did... hold on i was in the discord he just did another one um he oh, helped them out with it i can't Ferality remember the online experience that's what it was Ferality. 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 that's it at. yeah yeah i remember know. that that was really cool he like i think i spotted on uh twitter like right before Ferality hit and then he dj'd for that Oh, okay. Um, oh, okay. I mean, so yeah, so as far as like the future of the community, I, I do think that like in terms of VR, yeah, we're, we're probably going to get some sort of blend of AR and VR for cons. And I mean, there are so many like first, yeah, in IT and in production and stuff that run a lot of the back end that is cons. Like, I don't see them like not having fun with that kind of tech. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, when, uh, for, oh, I mean, to even like back it up, like I, I do like to get a little bit of history for, um, my guests and stuff, our guests. So what got you like to get the elephant out of the room? What got you into the fandom, Cooper Tom? Oh man. I, I mean, it, you it, were even early too. You said 1990s? 99. I found it like, that's like, uh, for nation, uh, was like a big thing. Cause I, I was looking for. I don't know what the hell it was. It was something with because uh, I, I was a kid growing up. Like one of my favorite movies was Oliver and Company. Oh hell and yeah! Yeah. I the I was like around. I wanted to print something out like a screenshot from Oliver and Company, or something. And like this guy had a web page, with like a whole bunch of screenshots of Oliver and Company. I'm like oh cool. okay, and I clicked through that, and then there was like a whole like fan page like fan artwork and i was like oh and then like that had like a fernation link on it and i clicked on that and it was like boom it was like oh there's like was everything was oh <laughs> uh, forgive was laid out to you too yeah. forgive my like uh noobish my naivety but was fernation like a site like for affinity prior to fur affinity um fernation was almost like a uh like a web ring um they they had their own website but if you logged into that, there was links to other pages. Because, like, 
the social aspect in the 90s of the web it wasn't like anything was nothing was really centralized i mean like there was uh vcl or vlc it was um, the vcl there was vc vcl which like was just like a database you had it like there's links there was no like real good ui to it oh, but everything okay. else that was like any like an artist or something that was trying to show off their artwork they would have like a web page that was you know kind of put together and then all those things were hosted onto onto Furnation and then there'd be this like here's like all the A's and here's all the B's and C's and it would just be links to those pages and some of those I think were host by Furnation I think I, I can't remember but um oh but it specialized uh, in furry social networking though and that's how you could start meeting furs like IRL oh, yeah well yeah that was, was it just like a message so it, I think um, that was way he's explaining it. it's like it's more like everyone submits to it it's like oh hey here's my web page yeah so like you're going yeah, to like an artist web page you know how some artists mm -hmm. have their own web page that's not on fur affinity or some you know some common site yeah. that most other people do they have their own website that's what for nation that... kind of does oh okay yeah for nation didn't have like a their own stuff it was just like here's all the artists that are involved in the community and here's the links to their pages kind of so, thing. Think of it like but i think some of it wow. was hosted <laughs> shows with how too. young i am <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it's more like like think of it like a very manual like dns server yeah if you want to go through like a phone book full of like just yeah, urls it's, it's, yeah it's a phone book oh <laughs> wow but yeah because that was the other thing web rings back then that was like you go to this at the bottom of the page is like we're part of this you know this web wearing and we're part of this web ring and you could just click next 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 on every page that was part of a web ring because there was no google back then you couldn't like yeah. go oh you know so that was like how you linked stuff together between different people now what what made you go from the online space because that's how i imagine a lot of furs are when they start like even back then um into like meetups and then eventually cons was it like immediate for you or pretty close or were you like hesitant about like meeting these uh, people or yeah, I, I was really hesitant at the time because, um, like, I had this interest, but then, like, I, you know, I, I was seeing pictures, and at the time, like, it was, the, there wasn't really, like, I couldn't see anything of, like, a party aspect, or any, it was just kind of like, oh, you, you really like uh, Babs Bunny? Well, you can come <laughs> to this hotel, and we got pictures of Babs, and, and you know, I'm like, N no, like, I, I, I kind of, I just want to hang out, you know? Yeah. So... Um, so I mean, I like, I, I, I like artwork and stuff, but like, I'm, I, I don't really do, I don't really commission stuff. It, it, so like, I, I'm more of like the, on the performance side of it. So at that time I didn't oh. really see any like thing from a performance aspect. I did see like a couple like fursuiters and stuff, but it wasn't like, oh, like this is, you know, what I want to do. And so I kind of, I lurked for like 10 years and yeah. then in, I, I, and then one night I was just like, let me see if, what the is there anything going on furry wise like on youtube and it, this was like 2007 2008 mm -hmm. and i searched and i found videos from anthrocon 07 and anthrocon 08 and then it was like oh my god it's a party it's like everybody's just running yeah. around in these crazy animal costumes I'm like okay this is what i want to do this is what i was looking for and then within that year i was like all right let's do this and um i i it, it was it, this is a crazy story uh, so I was watching the videos, and um, I don't know if you if you've heard of uh, JD Puppy. He, he's the he's like the brown dog guy that he's he's super energetic. He's mm -hmm. running all over the place in these videos. He's in like every video that I'm watching <laughs> in, in 2007 2008. 
And I'm like, dude, who the hell is this guy? And so I contact him on Live Journal, and I'm like, dude, like you're nuts. Like I love how you're performing in this. This is a crazy thing. And we start talking, and I find out the guy works right next door to me in the in the building across the street. Mm. And I'm like, holy crap! <laughs> Wait, what? Yes. So like, this guy, Judy Puppy, just... that I'm watching on YouTube, works across the street from me, and I did not know this. You just discovered, like, the Fight Club membership right there. <laughs> so I run, into, I run into JD, and I'm like, hey, guy, like, I, lo I love this stuff you're doing. I'm like, and this is, I was like, I really want to go to Anthrocon. I'm like, this is going to be great. Uh -huh. And I'm like, I really want a fursuit, but I, I, you know, the commissions and everything, it's like a big mess. I won't be able to fursuit because this is like two months away did, from Anthrocon. Did or something you feel like, like you needed a fursuit before you went to a convention or was that just um, more of like you wanted to perform still, like you mentioned? Yeah, there, there was never like there, there is that misconception, like that misconception of like you oh you need to have a costume right to do the first like but to me I'm like I know you don't you don't need to do that you can yeah you, you just you can do whatever you want but for me like that was the thing I wanted to do like draw, when I yeah. go to AC if I didn't have that I I didn't know what to do so I was I was just like man I'm going to AC I can't suit you know I don't have a suit and it's like two months away and JD's like I can make you a suit and I'm like what like yeah I can make you a suit in a couple <laughs> wow. and I'm like. So he like made me this. We we, des we designed my character like on a napkin in a Chipotle on a lunch break, and <laughs> like, in a month later, Origin I go story. to a barbecue <laughs> and he's got it in a duffel bag and he goes, "Here you go." And it was like, "What?" And then I, I go from doing it's nothing like... furry to going to Anthrocon and first suiting at my first convention, first time suiting everything like in two months, and I was like, my mind was my blown. It was nuts. And you've basically been involved with like this kind of subculture ever since then, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's uh, so, and I ended up, um, and it's ironically uh, at that convention because uh, the same thing in the early in 2000 spring of 09 when I was getting involved with everything and everything was just exploding. Um, I was like, man, I can't, I can, I could probably only be the only guy in town that's in, you know, in, in, like interested in this. And it turns out like there's these other two guys like in the same town as me, like a couple, like a mile away. And I run into them like, at, because I, I talk to them online and they're like, oh yeah, we live in the same town. And I'm like, holy crap. And then mm -hmm. I, cause I like cars, we start talking cars and he goes, oh yeah, you know, I drive like a Mercedes Benz 300 D and I'm like, oh dude, I drive a Volkswagen bus and we're talking about German cars. And so <laughs> I'm driving somewhere and I get to an intersection and I see the car that he's describing. And I'm like, that's the guy, that's the guy I was just talking to. Yeah. <laughs> so then we like, we, we, we hook up and we're talking and everything. And then he's like, you know, and tell him I'm going to AC and he's like, oh, We'll go with eight. We'll go with you to AC, and I'm like, cool. All right. So we all carpool out to AC that year. I mean, and, and again, I met I met these guys like two months beforehand, and then all of a sudden I'm I'm driving you know seven hours with them to Pittsburgh to run around in a hotel. <laughs> and hey, it's worth it. It turns yeah. out the two guys that I met are long term friends with Dragoneer, who, who he they knew Dragoneer before he even owned like FA and stuff. So like they oh, known wow. him for a long, long time. So like, oh, we'll, we'll meet you. We'll, we'll introduce you to our friend Dragoneer. And I'm like, all right. So I'm in my fursuit made by JD running around like a freaking maniac. And then Dragoneer sees me and he's like, I want this guy. This guy kind of like, this is how I want Fender to be. And I, and he comes up to me and he's like, like, hey, like, I, I like the way you're performing. Um, 
can you want to talk? You want to like, we want to see if we mm-hmm. can do something with like a fursuit for Fender. And I was like, oh yeah, I'll think about it. And I just like ran away. Cause at the time I didn't know who Fender was. Cause I was all, everything was brand new. And after no, AC was all done, uh, I came back and I logged into Fur Affinity, and then I see like Fender is on the front page, like on the header. I'm like, oh my god, that's like the mascot for Fur Affinity. Like, holy crap, he wants me to be Fender. And oh my god, kinda, you just it taught just me came that. Together. I literally just discovered that. That's who Fender is. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. I didn't know that. How Thank Chipotle you. changed changed somebody's life. Yeah, it's Chipotle <laughs> napkin, you know, and, and in yep, one everything. month. So within that little time and the, and the next year rolled around, I was on staff for uh, Fur Affinity United. I had the uh, the fur the the Fender fur suit, and I was doing the opening ceremonies for the. I was just it just everything. It just kind of just snowballed from there. <laughs> and so then, where? I mean, yeah, it sounds like you just went from zero to sixty, and like, <laughs> you got into like the community. And the one thing that I like is. Like how you described that you're interested in cars. Like, there's also a mer- a motor first scene. Like, did you find yourself gravitating more towards the people that you know, like like cars for your like in your realm as well? Like, um, I know you have a Delorean. You just like have been working on a Delorean, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. finished uh, restoring the interior and everything on that. Um, the yeah, it's weird. Like, there's motor. There's a like a motor first scene, and like they do you have car shows at some conventions? And like mm-hmm. I like going to those. Um, uh, with the with furries in general, like um, a lot of people are like more into like the like tuning and performance aspects of it, and drifting it's like, or yeah, um, yeah, like drifting and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's all cool. Like it's it's cool. Like you know, people are interested in that stuff. But like I'm I I I, I guess even from a car standpoint, like. I'm not like the stuff that I'm interested in is the stuff that, like the the old old guys are interested into like you know the like Ford, classic cars and stuff. Ford and, Model T? No. <laughs> I don't no, know. no. Well, there's a Ferrari that I know. Manic has <laughs> got a Ford Model like T. It. Yeah, like, um, some people they just love the analog click and clack. Yeah. And <laughs> sorry to interrupt you, but <laughs> but uh, yeah. So like I I you know I like to talk and hang out with them, but I I don't really fit the demographic of like of what the motor furs are mostly into because it's uh-huh. mostly like it's in newer cars i mean there are classic ones but um yeah because i'm in more to like you know vintage volkswagens and mgs and british mm. roadsters and stuff like that yeah, there is there is certain older cars that still have like just that kind <laughs> of aesthetic that's just of its time yeah you... that can't be really like beat like because i don't know like, I, I admit today nowadays a lot of the vehicles have a very samey feel but it's it might also be because one it's too common for us to figure out what really separates the generation of vehicles because we have i think safety standards i maybe safety standards done it too yeah but like you're definitely right though if you look at like retro ve- i mean what i consider retro vehicles like like 1970s like chevrolets or something like that and like when they used to have like wings as like you know rear lights and everything like they went from this really stylish, like, really eye-candy type of, like, I don't know, like, product for the general consumer to a very streamlined, like, smooth plastic and kind of egg shape. It went from boxy yeah. to egg shape, basically. Yeah, it's, it, it's, and I, that's the other thing, I, I, I kind of am like a square peg in a round hole kind of thing with the car, with the, <laughs> the car community, because I'm, I'm interested in the crap 
cars, the lemons, like the un <laughs> underappreciated De cars. I mean, so, are you telling me a DeLorean isn't a performer? <laughs> yeah, it is not. It, I, I have so many people, like, they see me at a light and they want to try to race me, and I'm like, I got 130 horsepower. Like, really, if you punch it, if you like, floor the DeLorean, it's it's got the acceleration of, like, a minivan. It does not... <laughs> Just open the bay doors and then just fly. Nice. That's it. It, it keeps traffic, but it's not going to win yeah. anything. <laughs> yeah, that reminds me of the time in Guam. When we had a van for our duty vehicle, and we are like, you should floor it because it was a free road. And it, it sounded perfect. It sounded so loud, but yet it went <laughs> so far, which was only a few it inches faster. Going. What happened to the van? Uh, so it went really loud, and then it just... Moved very slow. Oh, it <laughs> just made noise. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh my god. Um, the yeah. did you did you ever see? Well, I'm sure you have. But in VR too, did you ever see the DeLorean uh meme, where you can like hop in a little DeLorean and it'll fly and you can send it. Oh yeah, it's yeah. I cool. I someone had that and I made the mistake. Like it. That thing freaking eats you into oblivion. I yeah. have no idea. <laughs> like you get on the thing. And then you're like, oh, this is fun. And it goes, and it's gone. And and you're nowhere near anyone. You're just like in the sky and you're going like a thousand miles an hour and you can't even like reach your menu to oh, get off yeah. the damn oh, thing. Oh, yeah, just, yeah. You, 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 so if you, that's a little tip. If you, if you see that little flying DeLorean VR chat and you sit on it, don't get off. Like <laughs> just, just I, ride it out, tough it out, because it, it you're never coming back if you get off that. I found the same problem in the that blog in, in that world oh, that you showed yeah. me where um, you can fly jets yeah, in a simulator. World? Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. But then every time, yeah, your your menu just gets zipped right behind you. <laughs> but oh, yeah, that's jet, cool. jet world's really good. That one's fun. I also like how they implemented like dog fighting in it too, so you can actually go at each other. Was. Wait, was the cursed image, Cooper? Um, did that happen before or after the closures? Was that? Oh, that was a couple. That was about three years ago. It was old. Oh, it was. Yeah, oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. It the twenty sixteen. Really I think. Oh, sorry. I saw that video. Um, the the true story is what you released about a year ago. And that was a year, yeah. That was a year. I was I I posted that the anniversary, the one year anniversary. Oh, that's what it was. <laughs> oh, happy birthday. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, that that took off too. Like, what what made you want to do that? Uh, yeah, it was actually my birthday. It really was my birthday, and I, for some reason, like I I always used to see people like in suit taking per you know birthday pictures, and I never did that. And I was like, man, I really want like a nice, like a cute photo of me with my like a party hat and a picture and all this oh, other that's stuff. Adorable. And um. Like so, I did a little bit like a legit picture, and it was at Scurro Scurro's house. He he lived in this giant like falling down abandoned mansion. <laughs> it was huge, absolutely huge. And so we're all at Scurro's place. We're you know it's my birthday, and you know taking pictures, and um, and then it was like because we always when we were at that house, we'd always take weird photos, and also Scurro like Scurro is the king of weird photographs so like <laughs> we're like we have to do this at Scurro's house so we we took the cake and went up into the attic he has like the house is so big mm -hmm. the attic is just a third floor of the house like you can stand up in it it's got rooms it could it the attic could be in a house a house in itself that's how big this thing is oh, wow. and 
there wasn't enough stuff to fill the house with. Like there was just empty, unused rooms up there. Oh, so we're like, spooky. dude, we're, we're yeah. gonna take a picture in the this? most falling down, derelict looking room you've got. And uh, we just that we just took it and uh, immediately threw it up on the cursed. internet, and that was it. It was just yeah. pff, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> It reminds me of the other one where there was a couple of furries like with a shotgun in a pool in an empty <laughs> pool. Yep. Yeah. Like, oh oh, hey, look at these furries. Had very, the very similar cursed energy there. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And it, it's funny, like after that picture was taken, um, I think it was a year later. They had they had a, the lease ran out on the house and they had to move, but we left the happy birthday. Uh, streamer up in that room, oh and that house, the house, it's the house it, it is now officially abandoned. Like nobody lives there. So like if anybody it's can con- get into the house, is that it- is just still hanging up in there for like it's been up there for like four it, years now. Is it condemned? It's it, it's interesting. Like um, the, where the house is located, it was all farm. It was farmland, and this is it was in the, it's in the center of New Jersey right next to the turnpike and uh they changed the zoning of all this farmland and all of a sudden these giant distribution centers were coming and leveling all these farmhouses and stuff and this company just bought all the property on the one side of this road and we're like that's it we're gonna level this stuff and they didn't know the house is actually a registered historical landmark and they can't do anything with it they can't touch it they can't tear it down it has to be either you live in it and restore it Uh or you can't do anything at all so like they were stuck they didn't know what to do so they just like threw up this rental thing on craigslist they're like does anybody want to freaking live in this haunted mansion and skuro is just like i do (laughs) you know and after so they left, it. they couldn't find anybody yeah. else oh. to move. Like, they just couldn't rent it out. It's too dangerous or something. So now it's just this company owns the house, and it's just sitting there. Oh, what a waste. Oh, yeah, man, it's I'd a shame. It's a gorgeous. Like, if it was fixed up, man, this house is, like, worth there. millions of dollars. But <laughs> Yeah, just... but it's not like they'll give up the property, I don't think. Just... I think what's going to happen, it's going to conveniently burn down all of a sudden one day. <laughs> Collect that insurance. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and then oh you could God. visit Ground Zero. You yeah. Know. <laughs> you know what? And out of all, when it does burn, the only thing that'll be left that's not burned is the happy birthday. Yeah, that'll be in the ashes. Aww. <laughs> yeah, it's just going to be happy birthday in the ashes. Maybe it can become a tradition, yeah. yeah we'll just make it an SCP. <laughs> we'll just put that in the logs. Oh, gosh. The furry ritual that turned it into an SCP. um oh i'm kind of jaded because i'm an artist myself so i would like to ask like do you are are you more of an avid consumer of like furry art and like in the culture like do you often commission or do you share art often or how does that how do you like the art scene Um, i i i you know i like what it's what's out there and um i I personally i i maybe commission one or two things like every couple years i i don't know what it is but i have like every time i commission somebody something horrible happens to them and i'm terrified to commission anyone (laughs) can i ask why i i don't know the first thing i commissioned it was back it was like 2010 or something Uh like i commissioned somebody and their father dies and i was like oh my god then like i commission a fursuit and the person's cat dies and i was like oh my god and then like i commissioned another piece of art and like this person had to like evacuate their house because of forest fires and i'm like oh my god like i don't want to commission anything 
<laughs> Damn, but, um, See what's gonna happen. In, something's just bad's gonna happen. It's that SCP house. Just, I know. It tells him. It's his ghost. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wasn't know, expecting I, that I'll answer. Do some commissions, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you take uh free free commissions for exposure <laughs> yeah. i'll pay you with exposure <laughs> oh, glorious uh. <laughs> but that's that's kind of like the cool thing i like about um i mean just like the art world too like the furry fandom for me like illuminated me to be like my best self and like become more open and like just more open-minded so that's what like led me to become an artist and then like the community itself was super encouraging did you did you find that like no matter what you did you always could find like somebody very like happy and supportive of like basically whatever you were into yeah like yeah, as a that, whole that, right that's, yeah that, it's yeah it's really cool because um like i initially when i started posting videos onto youtube i i had no i i didn't know like who's gonna watch it i bet but I did it because I was so enthralled with the idea of going to a, a furry convention in 2009. I was like, I have to like document this. I have to record like this, what I'm doing here. And then I put it on YouTube basically to show like my non-furry friends. Because at the time I just started doing stuff in the fandom. So like my group of other friends had no idea where I was going. Because they're like, dude, what are you doing this weekend? And I was like, I'm going, I'm going camping. And, <laughs> oh, and, you, know, you had to mask and, it at first. I and I yeah and I, and I just vanished for like five days and no one knew where I was. <laughs> I was at this furry convention. So what I did is I took a, the video of that and then I you know I put it on YouTube and then when I was over at my friend's house I was like all right you want to know where I was for like the four days here it is and I played it and then I blew their minds with that and then like everybody started watching those videos and they're like dude like I love this stuff that you're doing that's so funny and I'm like really like I. I don't, I don't know. Like I just put it on there, you know? So it was interesting to get like feedback from people. Cause I never really experienced that before. Cause it was always, mm -hmm. I, I never really did anything creative in a way like that. I mean, I used to do some stuff in college, but like never where it was online. Cause back, back then YouTube didn't even exist when I was in college. Oh, so, so as far as um, like making YouTube videos or being a quote unquote YouTuber where you're sharing, you know, experiences or vlogs or anything, what have you, you didn't actually start that till you were in the fandom. Yeah. I, I had, I had a YouTube channel already there, but it was just like a couple little joke things like inside jokes that I did, that did with my friends. Mm -hmm. But then, um, I needed somewhere to put the Anthrocon video and I just kind of threw it on that channel so like even the ch that's why like the name of the channel is something weird because i i didn't even expect it to do anything i was just like oh no, let me throw I, it on here i noticed a lot of your humor though too in your vlogs because you did a comparison for the i think virtual furnace experience and like you 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 like overlaid the video like one to one with some of them and then you you talk, <laughs> you talked about that weird snake statue or something <laughs> the Chinese sneaky, the giant yeah. Chinese sneaky snake. You're like, oh, this grand sculpture that they poured their heart and souls into, or something. <laughs> they must have just named it something immaculate. Yeah, you know, the sneaky snake. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> That's it. What a name. Wow, what a, what a name. I know, I love that. It's like um, some of the names that uh, like some of our friends have. I was like, oh yeah, what would you come up with your name for your character? And I was like. Oh, it's it's a lot simpler than I thought it was. I thought it was gonna I, be a grand adventure. I, I opened a fortune cookie. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's it. Or I went to furrynamegenerator.com <laughs> or something. Oh, wait. So I mean, I'm guessing is, simple it, is your name Cooper Tom? Because, like, Cooper and Tom are both normal names. 
Is it a yeah. combination of anything, or what's what's the Cooper um, Tom backstory? I I ripped the format of the name from Audi Mutt because uh, I saw stuff from him on YouTube, and I'm like, oh, this guy's pretty nuts. Like, I like his name. He's like, he's a he's a mutt, and he drives an Audi, so his name's Audi Mutt. I'm like, that's oh, cool. Oh, okay. So and I I own yeah. a, a Mini Cooper. So nice. I was like, I'm a Tomcat that drives a Mini Cooper, so oh it's Cooper Tom, you know? Oh, and also that name goodness. wasn't taken on Live Journal, so I was like, we're good to go. I thought Tom came from like Tom and Jerry or something. Although or, that was good. Yeah. I was like, I almost had it. Chuck, Chuck yeah, Chuck. it was just, yeah, yeah, male, a male cat's considered a Tom, female cat's a queen, so Tomcat. Wait, know, female cats are queens? I mean, I didn't yeah, like so it. yeah, a male cat's a Tom and a female cat's a queen. <laughs> they I do love, act like it. I love that. I didn't know that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Holy shoot. Uh, what was the decision to be a cat, though? Out of all the species, why cat? Ah, uh, it, 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 again, I, this goes back, I, like, I always had this, uh, like, with animated, I always loved anything with animated animals in it, especially talking animals, like any cartoons, like, I just absorbed all of that. But oh. for some reason... Okay. Um, Oliver and Company, I absolutely loved Oliver and Company. Oliver and Company so much. I was like, this is this is great. And just the idea of an animated cat, like a talking animated cat, was interesting. So I was like, oh, then I, I like I like Tom and Jerry. I liked Felix the cat. I liked like anything that was a cat in it. I was like, we're good. I I watched the crap out of that, you know. And um, so I always I had this. I always liked animated cats in movies. And then I was like looking at the fandom, and I'm like everyone's a fox and a wolf and a dog and i'm like still where not are the cats still where are not. like where are the just the i mean there was like tigers and lions i'm like where are the regular cats where's the the the, the nothing domestic nothing cat is it in here and it's like there was like at the time there was like i could name two and that was it and i'm like dude i gotta i gotta represent still not you know untrue. so yeah still not totally untrue but uh, <laughs> that's a decent amount of cats now I mean, like, it's got yeah. There, the, there's I, there's exploded. definitely more domestic cats now than there was, but yeah. yeah I, I was like, and it's strange because like a cat is like the most popular pet in the world. Why wouldn't there be any like in the is fandom? You know, so is it though? I like cats. I know you have cats. <laughs> I'm I'm more of a dog person, but I'm canid bias. A woo. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, That's illegal. oh, I was just checking out your uh, FA, and I like your um. I like how you put your Slick Cooper Tom design on the shirt. That was really cute. <laughs> I like those details. Shirt in your mall, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I yeah I drew that years ago, and I was like, man, that looks good on a shirt, and I put it in the mall. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any more Easter eggs like that, or do you have like any other things hidden? But oh, I guess actually, it, I guess I it wouldn't be. I have a question because I was trying to have Google look this up earlier. Oh what? Above the pizza place, Sabaro. Yeah. There's a phrase there. I totally forgot what the <laughs> phrase is. But what does that phrase mean? What was the phrase? Um, that was uh, actually the night I was working on the Sabaro in in Unity. Uh, I was talking with some friends on uh, like over chat, and my friend was one of my friends was really drunk, and he's like Gabagool is like an Italian meal or some type of italian dish or something like that and he was drunk and he was like all gabba no ghoul or, or something <laughs> oh, like that. that okay and i was like what and he's like all gabba no ghoul and i'm like all right i'm just gonna put that above the roof of the sabaros because oh. it's technically a, an italian eatery and uh 
It's just going to confuse the crap out of people. <laughs> okay, so it's not a Yo Gabba Gabba reference. No. Okay. No, it's it's totally... Gabagool. It's Gabagool. It's like a Italian dish. But <laughs> when you, you're kind of drunk, you, you just kind of break it up to the words ghoul, and you got Gabba, oh. and it's all Gabba, no ghoul. So it's a nice Italian dish your mother used to make you. Oh, chef kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. That's pretty cool. I like that. Okay, oh. well, at least I understand the reference now. Because I was, I was just out there with Moku, and we were just like... <laughs> and then I was just like... Telling Google, or trying to ask Google, and then Google was just ignoring me. I was like, okay, Google, whatever. Google oh. won't even know. <laughs> yeah, even can, Google won't even know. Can I poke you about, um, so what was it like being also like the FA mascot? Because I don't think I can ask a whole lot of people that exper- about that experience. <laughs> um, yeah, I was, I was totally blown away with, like, with, like, him coming to me. But I was like, what? Like, all right, you know? And, um, uh yeah it was it was really 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 cool so uh, it's it's also also interesting too because like it's being like portraying the my characters and i was like all right let me like do what i want with this Uh but when i was like with fender i'm like just really i just have you know i'm just going through i'm like hey i'm fender you want to you know picture and all that stuff and people telling me fa's down and all that stuff so like (laughs) it's 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 a nice like separation to like, uh, I, I'll do my character for a while and be like, all right, you know, let's mix it up a little bit, and then I'll do Fender for so like I can break it up when I'm at a convention. I'm not like constantly, and you know, do you, doing one character. Yeah, th- well, that's the thing I kind of want to get into because I'll 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 often like ask first to uh, whom I interview, and it's like, well, when you're in this like performance mode, um, at least for like your Sona, because it's so personal. Like you choose your species, you choose your character design, you get it made, and it's like it's really personal. So is that more or less an exaggerated version of yourself, or somebody entirely different, or just yourself? Yeah, it 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 kind of morphed over the years because like when I first started, I had I I had this idea like don't like because I was gonna get like my the first suit and everything. And I was like, all right, I'm doing this. This is the first first suit I'm getting. And I was like, I'm not going to get the char- my, my character right now. Like, let me try mm-hmm. something. And then if it doesn't work, I'm not stuck, you know? So I, I had the, the Shed's dog. And that was just, you know, I was playing up like a Brooklyn accent kind of thing. And <laughs> um, then I got Rocket Wolf. And I was like, all right, I was still playing like a character. And then when I got, I finally got Cooper, like, three years into the i think it was 2015 no it was 2013 i think i got him or 2012 or whatever mm. and i i was like all right this is my character this is more of like a rest representation of myself and i, I kind of played it up a little bit but over the years it's just like that's just me so like i it it's weird so like when i i i am portraying that character it's just i am just defaulted to that that thing so i don't really have anything like I'm not thinking about acting or anything. It's just just me, which is nice. It's yeah. kind of refreshing. There's um, not but a whole lot if of I want to mix it up, then I can you know click over to Fender or or you know or or somebody else. But like yeah, so it 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 over the years it's just it's just me now because it's I've been doing it for you know all these years with that that character. So yeah, it's <laughs> yeah that's what I like too. It's so funny. It's like it's less of just like oh I'm. It's not like a. It's so funny. It's like it's not just a persona. It's just like, oh yeah, I'm me in in out of suit, and yeah. that's who you. <laughs> it kind of goes in. It kind of goes into like different takes, well, of, like how some people rep- like represent themselves, because some people use it as an outlet of like a 
um, more like what they want to be type of style. It's an easier like way to express themselves, right? Because yeah, a lot of furs have that kind of trouble too. Like, but it again, each is to their own to like yeah. how they want to portray themselves in their suits. I feel like sometimes there's that uh, perspective where it's like, oh, you want to meet somebody, and then like they're they're different in suit, and then maybe like they're they're nicer like in suit maybe, or like you'll go to a room party or something, and it's like, oh, you're not the person I thought you were, or something, you know, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think well, I've had that. Okay, well, that's yeah, good. I, I I like um I forget what what the hell what's called. There's it's like it's the between of like an introvert and extrovert. There's like a ambivert. And I, I kind of am, like, in that area because in suit, I, I am running up to everybody. I am talking to everyone. Like, I, I, I'll talk your ear off, you know? Like, I, I, nothing, and just everywhere. Um, but out of suit, like, I still have, like, that type of energy, but I, I out of suit, I'm in definitely a smaller circle. Like, if I'm at a room party, out of suit, I am, I am not the person, like, the center of attention in the middle of the room. More but relaxed, if I'm in the suit... Yeah. Then I'm like, you know, ah, you know. so uh, when I'm out, I'm a little bit, I'm more reserved. Yeah. Because I, 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 I'm like, oh, be... we're just, I'm chilling right now, kind of thing, you know. But it other would... than that, that's the only really difference. <laughs> yeah, it'd be too hard to be like at 100% all oh, the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. you would get burnt out so fast, I would <laughs> imagine. I mean, geez, yeah, I've only been to one con though too. But I think, yeah, both of you guys, like, I think, well, how many cons have you been to, babe? Like, Five plus six, seven, eight, nine. I'm, I'm not gonna pull up the the streamer of badges that I have behind me. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to a little too many. I know, but like, I mean, as a whole though, like, I'm excited to go to more cons when they do open, and I would think that, like, uh, I don't know. I think I've seen already like other countries like Thailand and stuff. They already have their dealers dens open, and the only difference is that they're wearing masks now and you know socially distancing. Uh, I mean, you. Everyone's different on how they will handle their policies and stuff. Yeah. But anyways. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't mind. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm not. I, You're just reminiscing on cons now. Yeah, this is not very <laughs> professional. I'm sorry. but. <laughs> so, but, um, uh, I guess in terms of, like, other stuff, what's, what's uh moving on to other things? Like, what's your outlook, like, especially now, like, in terms of the VR space? Because I guess in some ways, like, what's your take on especially, like, with the way Facebook handled Oculus and then Oculus 2 coming out and, like, the advancement of VR. Like, oh, when do you think is, like, going to be the pinnacle of, like, the VR? Like, in your, in your eyes, like, what would be, like... Was that related to the the augmented overlay of Yeah, VR like, or like? even augmented. Like, what would be, like... Yeah, your, like... What's your future imagination of, like, what do you think VR oh, is going to be like? Yeah, incorporating virtual reality technology into live space, convention space would be the pinnacle. It would absolutely... It would be amazing. Um, and it's as far as the technology and, and, like, even with, like, Facebook and stuff, um, unfortunately, I got stuck because I, I kick-started Oculus, and I, I never had a Facebook account. I never had anything to do with Facebook. I never, I never, did, I never touched the thing. And when I learned that Facebook was buying Oculus, I was like, well, I already have my pre-order in. I'm like, I can't do anything about this. I'm just going to have to deal with it. And thankfully, at the time, uh, the owners of Oculus were swearing up and down, like, you never have to do anything with Facebook. It's yeah. just they bought us. And they were, they, they, it was true. It was totally true because 
I, I, you know, was been using their, their stuff since 2014 and not once did I see a single thing that said Facebook on it. It was like, you, you logged into Oculus, you saw Oculus, you didn't see anything Facebook. And I'm like, I don't have a Facebook account and I can still use everything. This is fine. This For is now, great. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, actually a couple of days ago, I, I turned on, I booted the computer up, I put the headset on and the thing was like, oh yeah. Um, we'd really like you to open up a Facebook account so you can, and, and I'm like, no. And then it's, so I got two years before they actually ax my Oculus account. So yep. who knows from that time I might get something else. I might get a different headset or maybe someone will make some type of hack that you can just rip out all the Oculus hard uh, <laughs> software and just run with it. You know, I wouldn't be surprised at that to be honest. Would, That'd be kind of funny. Yeah. At what point would it become scary for you? Because now we have like haptic feedback gloves and like there's like a vibration oh, motor a good, that vest. Would be a good, that's actually a really like, good question. Like people can actually touch you and you could feel where they're like poking you or whatever. But like, <laughs> like what is too far? You know, like what yeah, is... it, it's an interesting uh, scenario because even from um, like a personal space standpoint, like mm -hmm. I, I've I've seen it already in in vr chat where someone will have like a very seductive looking avatar <laughs> and people are just going nuts like poking their hands through it and stuff and i'm like yes technically you aren't physically doing anything yeah. to the person but like visually you are so like i don't know what the this is uh, my no -no like, square. Like, that's a very strange <laughs> gray area and especially when you start incorporating like uh feedback like gloves and things like i uh -huh. have no idea where that's gonna go like, like that is it's 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 bizarre i saw that demo where like they had these like spider looking things that went over your fingers so you could even feel like the force of gripping something oh and yeah there were like that would be nice there actually. were like actually yeah that would be pretty cool like if you could like pick up a bottle or something <laughs> um or like um these small bladders that trigger on your palm so like you could feel the most minute of like like a small fox on your palm like walking around <laughs> or like a spider it was pretty wild um and we even have those like full like 360 like treadmills or something coming out yeah soon so i don't know like the sky's the limit and then it's like yeah it's, it's so much more convincing it's like well the only time i'm gonna ever have to step out of vr now is when i need to either like work or sleep <laughs> or pee, I guess, you know, use the bathroom. Oh, I, I've, I've seen people in VR chat, like, with, I guess, the new Oculus, like, well, the Oculus Quest is, like, wireless or something. <laughs> and I've seen people who are like, I gotta go use the John. John, no. Just, they, they, they keep the thing on, and they're just doing their business. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I saw it. It's a new thing. I mean, yeah, you can there was your whole house, I guess, and you'll walk around your house freely in VR. I mean, Cooper, you, yeah. you did have a video of where you were, like, recording in, like, what, a Target bathroom, though? In, in virtual <laughs> reality? Or, no, I, I thought it looked like a Target bathroom, but then... It was, oh, that it was, was like, The Shining, yeah. Yeah, that was the bathroom yeah, yeah. in The Shining. Oh, <laughs> it's like, nice. I can't go, you're looking at me. <laughs> looking at me. <laughs> Freaking Shining, what a good movie. But Oh, that, I, I was so happy when I saw The Gold Room, because... Again, I was like, I like make. I was thinking about making movie sets, and I was really thinking about making stuff from The Shining, like the the lodge oh, and that, like the, the, the gold room and stuff. Ooh. And then I saw someone make it, and I was like, "Great! I don't have to do it. It looks great." <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. Have you ever seen The Shining, dude? No, I haven't. Oh, oh it's my really goodness. good. I know. I'm checking it out right now. I'm looking up the gold room. Oh, now it makes me want to like dress up my character with a red tuxedo and just stand on this, like. I'm guessing it's supposed to be spooky. 
Uh, yeah, so... It's like a psychological horror film. Are yeah. there, like, two twins standing in the middle of the hallway or something? Yes. Yep. Oh, it's, oh okay. Then, I, know uh, I know what you're talking about. Okay, I know. And, like, there's, like, a... Isn't there, like, a tricycle scene or something, too? Yeah, yeah oh. the kid, uh, Danny, riding the trike. Yeah. The, even if you've never seen The Shining, there are so many references, like, at the, like it's just a pop culture thing that, yeah. that's out there. The like, you'll, you'll, you'll definitely notice stuff. Oh, uh, no play, <laughs> should totally host a con in that then. That'd be dope. I'll work, no play. I'll wine Makes and dine. The... Makes Jack a dull boy. <laughs> Jesus, so good. Um. Well, I mean, I don't know if there's anything else I'd like to mention, but I, I, I really want. I wanted to get into all of the VR talk with you, Cooper, and I felt like I don't know. I got to like learn a bit more. Um. <laughs> I don't know. That was really cool. Uh. Unless there's anything else you want to talk no, about, babe. Um, what is your what like? Is there any more projects that you think you're gonna work on, or like things that you're that's going on in your life that you want to put out there for everybody, whoever listens? Yeah, well, uh, well I gotta, I want to finish up the uh, Mr. Rogers set and get that published, and then uh, I actually had uh, um, some of the PR uh, people from FA. Uh, they want me to do some like uh, PSA stuff with uh, Fender, so like I'm gonna be making working on some videos like you know about social distancing and masks and stuff like that with fender um so that's what i got on the plate right now and also i am i started i did some voiceover work uh recently Ooh, uh, you want to get into and, that yeah <laughs> oh yeah yeah that, that was um I, I i can't say exactly what it is it's, it's coming out in tomorrow actually oh. um but it's it's a it's it's a YouTube series that's kind of it's pretty popular and I was like I I was blown away when they like came to me and they're like hey do you want to do a thing and I'm like hell yes I'd want to do because I never did any voiceover work mm -hmm. and um at you know, fortunately right now at the time too uh, with all this COVID stuff I'm like I'm out of work I'm like sitting at home and I'm like yeah I'll, I'll you, you want to pay me to read something I'll read something you know <laughs> so uh yeah so that's pretty cool so once that that debuts I'm gonna I'm gonna be like. I'll I'll do like a thing is like hey you want me to read something you know I'll I'll do okay. it. <laughs> oh, looking forward to that. Well, when you can yeah. release that information, of course. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's for tomorrow. To tomorrow it will be the right. day, and I can show every, I can show the world my very first voiceover work. <laughs> oh, excited! That's cool. Uh -huh. And yeah, you've mentioned you've always liked cartoons and stuff. So yeah, that'd be really cool to join and watch. Um, like, uh, are there Roger uh, Rabbit? Uh. Oh, Roger Rabbit, man. That Oof. was another one. I, I was five when that came out. And every weekend when that was in the movie, I made my mom take me to the mall to go see that. <laughs> like, it was that entire summer was Roger Rabbit. Like, all right, it's weekend. We're going to go to the mall, what? see Roger I'm, Rabbit. And, is, and it was just Is a that thing. in your mall? Yeah, is that is. in? I'm surprised hmm? it's not. Is that in Roger one of Rabbit? your movie posters? I don't think that was in there. Yeah, uh, well, the mall... Um, I, I kind of dated that, like, very late 89. Oh, uh, okay, okay. So that's when Roger Rabbit came out on tape. So if you go to the Suncoast video on the second floor, um, it says, like, new re like new, new release, release, and it's, like, yeah. Roger Rabbit. And I have a whole wall of Roger Rabbit VHS tapes that you can pick up and throw around. <laughs> oh, I can't wait till you add more, too. And, like, I mean, I'm really excited for, like, the people that you were collabing with to get more, like, video games and stuff in your arcade. That sounds really exciting. Um, yeah, it's cool. So, yeah, thanks for joining us, Cooper Tom, here on Treebark. Um, 
are there any last uh, plugs or anything that you'd like to share with people so they can follow you and your work and your projects? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm on, I'm just, you know, on Twitter and because anything that I'm doing, I'm I, the first place I, I post it is on Twitter, you know, at the Cooper Tom. And, uh, yeah, that, you know, and I'll, I'm, it, it, it could be anything. I don't know. It could be working on restoring a car. It could be making something in, you know, VR chat. It could be making a video for YouTube. It's, it could be anything. I, so <laughs> if you want to, if love, you're interested yeah. in anything, that's where you'll find it is on, is on my Twitter account first. <laughs> okay, guys, you heard it first. Go check out Cooper Tom on Twitter. If you want to follow his work, I'll post those in the links below as well as his YouTube or anything else. Do you stream or do any streams? Uh Sometimes no, I mean I do I do live stream on Periscope uh, if I do the Cooper Tom show on VR Chat. Um, yeah, that that's just you know on t the same thing that's linked to my Twitter. So yeah, everything will be there. But and those are to totally random because everybody's always asking me like, oh, when are you gonna do a Co the next Cooper Tom show? And I'm like, when I feel like it. Like I I I don't know. It's just <laughs> it's whenever. <laughs> Okay, so. <laughs> but that'll be really cool. Go check out the show. Go check out his media. Go check out his videos and his tours and VR chat. It's really cool, guys. So I hope you've enjoyed. And thanks for spending some time with us, Cooper. Yeah, and thank you for having me. It was really, really fun. A huge shout out to our monthly Barker supporters over on Patreon. Archon Ian, Artorius Nightwalker, Oarki, Damien, Daniel Kurtzkopf, Damien Adams, Orira, Ferris, Orion Greywood, Hattie, Jack Scott, Jason, Jay Wolf, Justin Wolfhart, Canook82562, Kyle Maloney, Lowfly, Michael Draws, Naruto Sonic, Ricks, Ryan the Wolf, The Pie Man 78, Tyler DeRosier, Wolfie Snuggles, Yeen Pops, and Euro Pandwolf. Thank you all for supporting the Tree Bark Podcast and all of my furry art endeavors. I could not have improved and come this far without your love and patronage. As always, if you'd like to see more of my content, you can follow me on Twitter at Shikokubo or on FA at Shikokubo. That's S-H-I-K-O-K-U-B-O. Take care.